Hey there, and welcome to Yes, a Stripper Podcast. On this podcast, we'll discuss how classifying each other as people and workers is dangerous to society and marginalized groups of people. We'll also talk about the climate in and outside of the strip clubs and all of the amazing things that strippers do. And of course, we'll talk about all of the things in between. I'm your queen, A.M. Davies, and this is Yes, a Stripper Podcast. Everyone, welcome to another episode of Yes, a Stripper Podcast. This episode actually has a repeat guest. On this episode, we have Selena the Stripper, who was one of our guests, I believe, on our second episode when we first got started. Selena is coming onto the show with me today to talk about the um, uh, the uh, parasitic behavior of celebrities that are trying to insert themselves in the sex worker community and just kind of doing it all wrong. Um, recently, Bella Thorne, a Disney kid, uh, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm too old, I'm 40 years old now, I don't know what was going on in Disney for the last two and a half decades, um, so... <laughs> Apparently, she's a Disney kid that um, got very famous. She went on OnlyFans, and she told everyone, I'm going to send you nudes for $200. Well, when the time came to send the nude, it wasn't a nude, and a lot of people wanted their money back, and a lot of repercussions happened as a result. And ultimately, who that hurt the most was sex workers. And when sex workers tried to reach out and try to get her to talk, well, that just didn't work. So we're going to break down what happened with FKA Twigs, what happened with Bella Thorne, and what good examples are of celebrities entering the sex worker community. So I'm, I'm so completely honored to have Selena on this episode with me. Um, Selena and I work together with Soldiers of Pole and just through our activism, we're huge supporters of each other. So um, it's it was just really wonderful having a meaningful conversation with Faye about this subject. So um, thank you so much for tuning in. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to stop talking now and let you listen to what Selena and your queen had to say about current events. Enjoy. Uh, I love that your shirt or that your uh seat keeps on popping up you like it that, that's actually cool yeah I think it's funny okay. <laughs> it's like are you in a chair no you're not in a chair yes you are what's <laughs> 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 happening <laughs> Hey everyone, we have a really special episode today. I am with Selena aka Pretty Boy Girl. What's up homie? Hey. hey, thanks for having me again. Oh my gosh, I know this is so fun. We've had enough episodes now that I can have officially have return guests. I feel accomplished. Yes, yeah. I love it. Yeah. What? A, how many episodes do you have at this point? I think we've had, like, we have like 30 maybe. Oh, that's so many. That's amazing. I know. Yeah, well, we didn't stop during the pandemic, you know, we just kept going and doing the Zooms, like, in my bedroom. So, oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, how about you? Have you have you been doing Ho in the Know um, still? Yeah, yeah. We've we've done the same thing. We've switched to Zoom, um, which yeah. has actually been a bit of a blessing because before it was all like, well, who's in the LA area that we can talk to, which is a lot of people. But right. now it's like I can talk to people who are everywhere. Everywhere. So, so yeah. 
I think about that too, about what it'll be like to go back in the studio and like not be able to bring in people from all over the world. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I'm just gonna, I think I might continue with the Zoom. Like I, really? and like then have, you know, the people who are around, uh, I will bring them in too, but. Sure. But it's just, I've like, you know, there's like a lot of people who can't or who are in just different places and I can like make my podcast a lot more international. So yeah. I think that's, it's like a weird opportunity. Yeah, I totally get that. I'm with you on that word. So yeah, you guys make sure if you, if you didn't listen to Selena's first episode here on Yes is Tripper podcast, which she was our second guest, I believe, um, then you should definitely check that podcast out and then also check out Selena's podcast, Ho in the Know, which is amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Spelled yeah. Hukes in the Nukes. H-E-A-U-X-I-N the K-N-E-A-U-X. Hukes in the Nukes. Hukes in the Nukes. I love that. I love that. Well, I'm so glad that you're back today because um, I want we want to do a postmortem of the Bella Thorne OnlyFans fiasco. Oh Lord, yeah. I know. It's it's just it's been really interesting to see how all of that unfolded. Um, Very interesting. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. now she's, she's been in a real bit of a career pickle <laughs> right. as a result. Right. She's been a, she's become a little bit of a pariah. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely going to get into all that. But mm-hmm. one of the things that like, I kind of want people to know is that, you know, kind of this started a month or two ago with FKA making that music video Um, yeah so fk twigs it wasn't even just the music video because there was a problematic music video that did come out and i'll talk about that in a second but it was that she made this event uh during afropunk called uh we are the women spelled w-o-m-x-n um and it was supposed to be like all about the women and uh in the strip club so it took place in the strip club um in Georgia, what is it? I'm so like I'm I'm forgetting a little bit of uh, the name of the place. Um, and uh, anyway, so it was this event. She took over and um, you know said that she wanted to reclaim the strip club uh, and made it you know reclaiming it for the women after you know it's uh, taking it from male dominated energy to a female domination and uh, you know the reaction. That I kind of had and a lot of other people did was that this is like you can't claim something that's not yours um, and you're using trans exclusionary language and there are a lot of trans strippers who are out here and I mean this has like been part of a trend of her and other celebrities yeah uh, having you know some fun in sex work environments without getting to know us without getting to know the history making blanket statements and doing uh, harmful things that they don't even realize that they're doing because they have not had those interactions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jennifer Lopez is really high on my list. (laughs) Jennifer Lopez really top on there. Constance Wu too. Coming for you, Constance. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, I'm really gunning for JLo. Um, Yeah do it yet but I've been manifesting and like putting it out to the universe for yeah oh my god that like Super Bowl performance where they literally had to lift her onto the pole and like no 
lady, just don't even, don't be on the pole. If you can't even get up on the pole on your own, you don't need to. Mm-hmm. It's not for you. I know. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, I could go on and on about that Super Bowl thing, but we won't. But the really interesting thing about FK Twigs is that she was willing to talk to us. Right. She was, yes, she was willing to talk. And then we had a couple of conversations as a group of other strippers who were critiquing her. And then after that, uh, radio silence, uh, she definitely went cold after I started bringing her some of the letters from the cheetahs dancers. So how the cheetahs thing debacle, I'm going to call it debacle went down is that uh, the Night before, okay, um, so Friday night in November, uh, the Magdalene album dropped and she decided to have an album release party at Cheetahs in Hollywood. Um, And the dancers there are not necessarily told that there's going to be an event or, you know, like who's doing the event, what it's going to look like or anything like that. If it's going to be an open event, if it's going to be closed, if it's going to be five hours, if it's going to be one hour you just kind of show up. Um, and so people showed up, they knew that there was an event. Some of them, others did not know because you know how information is not well conveyed in a strip club because there is very little organization among management anyway. So dancers showed up and they danced that night. And then, you know, unbeknownst to everybody else, there was a management changeover in the works. And part of that changeover was a rebranding. So it was going from a rocker bar um, aesthetic to a Big Butts Urban Bar, you know, a Big Butts Urban Club. So thinking of like Crazy Girls, Ace of Diamonds, um, Atlanta clubs, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So they were trying to have like a major overhaul. And, you know, all of the dancers there are these alt chicks, you know, they're they're alt rocker people. Um, And so the next day, the entire workforce received a text message that fired everybody. So everybody was suddenly unemployed. Um, and this is the day after a Magdalene drop. And the Magdalene party turned out to kind of be like a secret, like, oh, this is our changeover party. Like, you know, look at the success that we're already having, bringing in this really cool guest. Yeah. Uh, so the dancers reached out to Twigs afterwards and asked her to make a statement. There was a private message sent to her um, as she always wants to say she wants that, uh, that that's the best way to contact her. It is not apparently because she never responded to that message. Um, She never addressed this. She never stood in solidarity with the cheetahs dancers. And uh, you know, so they were all fired. This is November right before the holidays. They're suddenly out of work. They're suddenly trying to figure out how they're going to be able to see their families, how they're going to be able to afford the holiday season and everything, take care of their kids. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's how she is tendentially involved with the cheetahs thing. Right. And so and, yeah. I didn't realize that because I was like, oh, she's talking. And, you know, I thought that was a good thing. And I didn't realize that she's just not even responding still to the cheetahs dancers. Yeah, she still hasn't said anything to the Cheetahs dancers. I've sent her two letters that were um, personally addressed to Twigs and detailed everything by a couple of the Cheetahs dancers because I thought it was really important. I have Twigs' email and I have her phone number and stuff. And so I was like, you know, you should get to know these people um, yeah. because anytime you use a space you need and 
especially a space that is occupied by marginalized people, you need to know what you're doing. You need to know the people there and you need to be on their side, you know, like whenever these things come down or go down because, you know, you're a big voice and these people do not have that big voice. So yeah, I sent her two letters and I have not received a response since and I've not received a text message since and it has been two months. So I assume that, you know, nothing will happen on her end. Um, But anyway, she followed it up with a a fundraising campaign for uh, Lysistra. I think that's the name of the um, org. And then um, there's the other one out in the UK. um, East London Collective, is that what you're thinking of? No, um, but yeah, East London Collective was definitely involved. They've uh, largely facilitated the takeover. Um, But it's one other one, and I cannot remember right now. Okay. Um, but yeah, so she's been raising money for out of work sex workers and there's not really much clarity be a, about like how it's being distributed, but I believe in the organizations involved. So, um, like they'll do their job. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, my feeling with not speaking up about it was that this fundraising event is more important than at this moment, you know, like it's a general good that there is fundraising and money distribution into the sex work community. So I wasn't going to continue my campaign to get her to talk about what happened to cheetahs. So, um, yeah. And then there was this other video that she released that is her camming and that a lot of cameras were very uh, offended by. Sure. And uh, multiple organizations that she is actually working with spoke out against the release of this video. Yeah. Uh, which is really interesting. A couple of them specifically reached out to me to say that they tried to tell her that she should not release this because it's offensive. Um, and apparently her team tried to remove it. They tried to pause the release of that. I don't really believe that. Um, but the other artist who owns the rights to it uh, refused. And so it is out and uh, continues to appear on her timeline. Uh, what is there, what are the celebrities, and I don't expect you to know the answer to this, but let's just like fuck around with this question, but what is their obsession with coming into our spaces and pretending to be like us when they clearly have all the money and all the attention? It's just really confusing. I mean, it's like, you know, people are doing sex work for survival, you know, like, of course, we have good days, we have bad days, we have pride in our work like any other labor force, but there's just not the same element of taboo because we're in it, you know, like yeah. <laughs> there, there is just like this forbidden fruit element to like doing sex work, but celebrities can't or don't. And for a number of reasons, they don't need to, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, approaching, it's like baby stepping toward this thing that's just so, you know, it's completely forbidden and completely not for you and that you could face, you know, incredible societal like sanctioning for actually participating in. Um, yeah. I, I, but it's, it's perplexing. It's very, and I almost wonder if it's because like, we're just so cool. Like we are so cool. Like we're so cool. They just want to be in our club. 
like we're I'm sorry as long as I've known sex workers they've been trendsetters and like they're fearless and they're courageous and like if you are somebody who wants to not give a fuck then sex workers are definitely an inspiration so Mm -hmm. maybe that's it I think we are really inspiring I mean I think even I think they're even like genuinely open about saying that they're inspired and yeah interested and want to participate and want to help like they don't listen on on the ways that we want help but they are interested and I think that that's the problem is that they have this interest and they want to do these things and they have these intentions but a lot of people with good intentions do very bad things right right um, just for the record, FYI, for everyone listening, I have been yelling at celebrities for like over a year now. <laughs> yeah. And, and what I came up against, which I'm, and I know you did too, is when I started yelling at celebrities very nicely, um, people were there, the comment and, you know, I want to also let our audience know we are getting to Bella Thorne. It is the climax, but we're working our way up to that. But the comments that I would get when I yelled at celebrities and that you did too was, is like, well, what, they don't owe you anything and they can do what they want. It's their life. Like just because they're doing, you're doing this and they're doing that doesn't mean that they owe you anything or, or like basically thinking that we're ridiculous for wanting to call them out in a way. Yeah. I mean, I think that anytime marginalized groups expect something they're told well you're not owed that and nobody's owed that and I think a lot of that is just this like really deeply set capitalistic individualism mindset that you know you're all on your own and you're completely fighting this out yourself and what you earn is earned by you bootstraps and blah 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 and it's like no that's not how society has to work or how it should work And that's not how we're going to allow it to work. You know, we are not in a completely like, we don't need to be in a separatist society where we are just completely isolated and fending for ourselves. We're all like interdependent. We are in these social, you know, settings and we can expect more from people and we should demand more. And it's, and I feel completely entitled to that. And if you're going to call me entitled, I will accept that. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's about taking responsibility for, you know, communities and especially communities that you're trying to insert yourself into. If you want to insert yourself into that community, please respect that community. And we haven't seen that very much. No, no, definitely not. I mean, I, I just, yeah, there's so many different hater uh, messages that I have gotten through time. I mean, a lot of it is like, Oh, you're just jealous. Um, I'm like, that's really funny. If only I was jealous because then I could just work on myself and then I wouldn't be concerned with the systemic issues. Right. And people thinking that I'm upset because I'm on OnlyFans and I'm losing money. I'm not on OnlyFans. This is a much bigger issue. I mean, the reality is like that we're calling out these celebrities because they have these voices Um, And they're doing problematic things and they have the power to start swaying the conversation in a productive direction. Now it's annoying what they're doing and there are harms that they're doing, but the broader things that we're talking about are societal issues, you know, like these are just 
they're the tools with which we are conveying this message, you know, like if you're fighting a fight, you are not just gonna, you know, if you're fighting a war, you're not just gonna focus completely on land, you know, like you're gonna fucking fly in the sky with fucking policy changes. You're gonna take to the water with calling your Congress people and you're gonna fucking do your fucking whatever else. You're gonna do your cyber shit and you're gonna bully celebrities sometimes because they need to get into the right mindset. So we're fighting this fight on like a lot of different you know, trains uh, in this metaphor. Let's continue with the metaphor. So we are working on crafting policy. We are doing mutual aid for our communities. We are talking to people. We are organizing. We are trying to do labor organization. Um, And we are sharing resources and educating people um, and including, you know, celebrities. We're going to throw that in too because people pay attention to pop culture. Yeah, people like I get more buzz talking about how Bella Thorne did a fucked up thing than I do talking about Sesta Fosta, <laughs> unfortunately, you know. But yeah. this does, you know, it, the great thing about this, in a way, is that it it creates this opportunity to circle back to Sesta Fosta, which is really what we're kind of harping about to begin with, you know. Like, yes, Bella Thorne fucked up the algorithm on OnlyFans, Um, but this is kind of part of a broader wave of uh, internet censorship of sex work and uh, what sex workers are doing, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the thing that that you brought up a point, the FOSTA-SESTA irritates me about is that, like, it doesn't apply to her. It it doesn't apply to Bella Thorne. It doesn't apply to Victoria's Secret models, but it applies to us. And mm-hmm. in that example, you're right. This is a societal issue. Why can Bella Thorne be a sex worker and get away with it and make a million dollars in 24 hours? But I was barely making $150 a month on OnlyFans. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's like, you know, why does she get to do that? Uh, because of money and money equals power. And money equals voice. Uh, and that's how a lot of, like, you know, Sestafasas clearly enforced along monetary lines. You know, like Playboy's going to get a free, you know, get away, get away with free card, you know, with yeah. whatever they want to post. All of their barely blurred nipples and shit oh, like I that. I leave comments you know? all the time on Playboy's account. Well, I used to. I don't look at it now, but I <laughs> They 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 had a, like a white chick on like a floaty in the pool and like the tiniest little things covering her and they wrote caption this and I wrote something like I'm so happy that I'm a white privileged woman and can get away with this when other people like can't like I wrote some shit like that like yeah exactly yeah. exactly it's, it's yeah so it's tiresome. yeah it's you know uh, it's enforced along color lines it's yep. enforced around disability it's enforced around fat phobia. So the more marginalized you are, it's enforced around sex workers, clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the more marginalized you are, the more that these rules will disproportionately affect you. And that's what we're seeing with Bella Thorne and why there's so much backlash. Um, because it's showing the inequality of the system. Yeah. Yeah, and I had mentioned at one point when um, 
you know, people were getting really upset with her. I was one of the few people going like, I get it. We're upset, but let's, let's be her friend and let's try to like talk to her and, and bring her in. And then I said something like, isn't she very young? Isn't, didn't she grow up um, in front of cameras? And not to say that that's any kind of excuse, but like your experience of life and other people outside of that type of bubble is like just a little bit more skewed. And, um, and, and you had mentioned, I think it was you said something like she had been sexualized since a young girl, right. From being on Disney shows and commercial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So she was a child star and she got her fame in uh, shake it up on Disney channel. I'm pretty sure this, this really reveals how much of an elder millennial I am. Uh, but it was slightly, uh, after my time. But my sister and uh, my cousins were uh, into Bella Thorne. Okay. And anyway, so what happened was um, Bella Thorne, along with a bunch of other female celebrities, uh, had their nudes leaked. And it was part of that massive celebrity nude leaking thing. Okay. Um, and there was a lot of questions around, like, what, is, what do we do about this? How does one react? What about what privacy can one expect as a celebrity? Um, what is the effects of revenge porn and things like this? Um, and it really kind of set her uh, on this track of, like, having an interest in that because her images were ending up on, you know, sites like Pornhub and stuff like that. Um, so she had an interest in... Uh, in the porn industry and in, in revenge porn and in the, um, you know, starting to regulate what is allowed to be posted online as far as consent. Um, and so she started working with Pornhub to start um, creating new rules and protections for people against uh, the release and propagation of revenge porn. Um, and, and alongside that, she also, um, I think she directed uh, a, an art porn video uh, with that starred Abella Danger, um, who's a, a famous porn actress, and another person who I'm sorry I forget their name. Um, but it won, I think, it won an award for something like best porn production or something like that during the Pornhub Awards. I was there. Cool. Shout out to being there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so it was interesting. So she has this interest in, um, in sex work. And it does seem that it really did start because of, you know, her nudes non-consensually ending up on the internet for everybody to see. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, she's been interested in the sex industry. And so she joined OnlyFans and I don't know what her intent was. I mean, maybe she was, you know, um, propositioned by OnlyFans to create one. Because, you know, OnlyFans has been trying to bring in celebrity, um, you know, influencers and stuff like that, bring it in the celebrity element as they attempt to gentrify. They're trying to kind of change from being a pr primarily like porn based uh, company into something that is broader, more like Patreon. Um, so a variety of artists, uh, influencers, fitspo people, uh, you know, chefs with tattoos, <laughs> the, the, the like. You know. uh, so 
they've been inviting a bunch of celebrities. So like Cardi B is on there. I know Princess Nokia is on there. Um, uh, Mia Pia or whatever. Pia Mia. I, I'm, I don't know these people. Yeah. Anyway. So there's a lot to remember and think about all the time. It's chill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's a bunch of celebrities have recently joined OnlyFans to do a, a variety of things. So sometimes I think in Cardi B's uh, case, it was to talk about the behind the scenes for the shooting of WAP, wet ass pussy, in case you were not sure, in case you, you suddenly emerged from uh, under a rock like Jared Leto, whatever you fucking, he, did you hear about that? No, what? So Jared Leto like went on a spiritual quest of seclusion and then whenever he reemerged, the pandemic had started and everything was locked down under quarantine. And he like made this like really out of touch like tweet like, wow, what a what a world to reemerge into to see how everything has changed. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, man, I had no idea about that. That's oh god. Yeah. It's like the most Jared Leto moment. Of um, yeah. But yes, you're right. You would have had to be Jared Leto for what? To not know about WAP. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So people are using it for a variety of things. And that is harmful because the number of platforms that sex workers have at this moment is increasingly narrowing. I mean, we used to have Tumblr and then Tumblr got fully, you know, cleaned out, which is why Tumblr is tanking. So fuck you, Tumblr. Uh, Patreon, which has also cleaned up a lot of the sex work presence that isn't tied to like other content. Um, I mean, just generally, like there used to be things like Facebook groups for sex workers. I used to be part of those. (laughs) Craigslist too. Craigslist is gone, Backpage is gone, Mm -hmm. although there's Backpage Pro and there's a lot of other sites now to fill in the gap, but still we are losing more and more internet space. Kind of like being a polar bear. Yes, it does feel like being a polar bear and the ice caps are fucking melting. Yeah. Um, So there's just less and less ground and we are in an incredibly desperate situation uh, in the middle of a pandemic where people are not able to do in-person sex work. Brothels are closed. Strip clubs are closed. Um, massage parlors are closed. Uh, a lot of these places that people depend upon are no longer working. Um, and people are also fearful. They, even if they can go back, they maybe cannot because they're immunocompromised or they live with their parents or their grandparents yeah. or children, you know, like, yeah. So, so people are turning to OnlyFans. People yeah. are turning to these digital mediums. Yeah. And as more celebrities join, they have less of a stake in protecting sex workers' ability to be on the platform. If Bella Thorne can make a million dollars in a day, mm-hmm. you know, you can kick off a bunch of sex workers for that price point, you know? Right. Yeah. So... <laughs> I'm sorry, like, so many things are going through my head. It's it's irritating me that OnlyFans is, like, inviting celebrities and then, like, I believe they're not paying out sex workers properly. And do you think that's sort of, like, their strategy of, like, making it more difficult for sex workers on that platform? Are they paying everybody else properly? Um, so I've heard a few things, and this is from me talking to my friends – 
who are on OnlyFans because I'm not on OnlyFans. So I've heard that there have been uh, payment release delays. I've also heard about a number of particularly uh, black trans sex workers whose accounts have been frozen. I've uh, heard people who have had um, customers have access to their premium content only to find that the customer was refunded that money and the money was taken from their account um, because of a number of things. I mean, customers have like, you know, the real uh, power in this to say, oh, you know, they didn't provide the service that I wanted, so I need my money back. And OnlyFans wants to keep the money flowing, so they're going to, you know, reel that money back in so that that person will stay and continue contributing. So it's just the value is not on the worker producing this content. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've, the other thing that they did was they put a cap on the amount that um, people are able to pledge at once. Right. Uh, which is really harmful because a lot of dancers depend on, you know, these very sporadic large sums of money. Um, it's not like it's constantly like, oh, yeah, I make like $500 a day. Right. Like, it's like, no, you, you maybe, you know, you maybe make that one day in a week that right. somebody drops that amount of money on you. It's so like slow build and touch and go. Uh, yeah. So putting a limit on that means that people can't like impulsively drop money on you, which is honestly like a lot of sex work is people impulsively dropping money on you. The more time they have to kind of let it marinate, <laughs> the, the more they might, you know, reconsider and they might feel a little bit closer to their wallets the other day. Yeah. Which, yeah. Like there's a window of enrollment. You have the window. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like you're not horny all the time, you know, right. like not horny enough to blow that much money. And, you know, that's what sex workers depend upon. Right. And so before this, so just for the, so the audience, just in case they're not like completely up to date on this story, Bella Thorne had asked, had said like tribute $200 and I'll send you nudes like on this date. Right. It was supposed to be like mm -hmm. a release date. Yes. And she never released a nude. And I believe her response was, ha ha, I don't do nudes. It, I, something like that, um, she did not release nudes. She released herself in a nude bikini. So it was kind of like the whole Belle Delphine like uh, situation uh, with, I think her like whole, if I sell this amount of things, then I will make porn. And then uh, she made porn, but it was like uh, Bella or what is it? Belle Delphine getting nailed. And it's just like her like hammering a nail or something like that. So the pun, the funniness was not actually funny because it left people, you know, wanting refunds and it had this ripple effect across the, um, across the platform of people starting to demand refunds because they saw that, you know, she wasn't, uh, she didn't follow through with her promise. So she was in violation of this contract that she made. Right. And then that, that caused them to put a cap on tributes instead of kicking off the violator off of the platform. Yeah. And of course they're not going to kick her off. I mean, she brought in $2 million in a week, you know, <laughs> like yeah. she's this, you know, source of money. And unfortunately the whole priority of this is to incentivize the most money coming in. However, that, 
you know, by any means necessary, except whenever it comes to sex workers, because then there are legislative penalties involved that make it less beneficial to maintain their presence, unless they reach a certain amount of money. And then it's a different story. Then you can, you have a lot more freedom. Right. Like we we were talking about earlier, if you're Playboy, if you're Victoria's Secret. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah. uh, I feel like you and I in particular, and I'm sure plenty of other people, but you're the closest one to me that (laughs) we're like samesies where it's like, how do we figure out, (laughs) how do we get everyone to see how hypocritical it is and what do we do and who do we know and how much money do we need to get people to see? Like, who do I got to blow? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's really that vibe, though. It really is. Like, I'm, I'm joking, but it's like, what do we have to do to get people on board with this? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's so, it's, it's really, like, frustrating. I mean, you know, um, I'm so much of like the camp of like, I'm yelling at celebrities and calling them out and (laughs) making offensive posts that eventually they interact with, like for better or worse, (laughs) they have interacted. I mean, I'm pretty sure Bella Thorne saw my post because her sister was in my comments and stuff at some point. Um, So I think that there is some reach, but it's like, do people listen to negative reinforcement? Probably not, but it does like, does negative reinforcement uh, have this kind of wildfire effect? Oh God, knocking on wood with wildfire. Uh, but <laughs> effect of bringing attention to this issue in a way that a really polite DM might not. Right. Definitely, definitely being rude gets more views. It gets more clicks, unfortunately. But the question is how, after this pretty scathing call out, do we bring them in and be like, okay, like, this was a tactic. I don't hate you. I would like you on my side. Uh, That's a question I still grapple with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think just as the movement goes on and as our visibility grows, which I do see it growing, um, I do see... Just, I mean, even in the past few years, like the way that the news uh, has adjusted to using the word sex work, like I truly did not expect that to happen. But now like across news networks and podcasts um, in a lot of the uh, civil uprising campaigns, we're seeing the language that we've chosen featured centrally. You know, we're not using the carceral language of, you know, prostitute, prostitution, yeah. stuff like that. Um, yeah. The hookers, derogatory terms, sure. you know, those yeah. are for us to use. They're not for other people to use. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I think that it's interesting. I'm seeing some progress. Um, you know, Wild Twigs is definitely still problematic for not speaking out about cheetahs. I do think that her campaign was valuable. I do think that it's great that she, um, you know, allowed these uh, sex work um, organizations to take over her online presence for a week. Um, I mean, you know, that kind of platform sharing is really powerful as much as, you know, you look in the comments and it's really difficult. (laughs) Yeah, the comments are dumpster fire for sure. 
in such a fucking dumpster fire. Yeah. But I think the I think the current is changing, and I think that we're seeing it with the maybe with the younger gens. Definitely. Um, you know, they're starting to listen to us and starting to tap in, and yeah, I mean, yeah. it's unfortunately slow moving. I would love to get into the ears of some of these celebrities, though, you know? Yeah, so I, um, speaking of celebrities, uh, I watched the Kehlani Can I video for the first time mm. today. And I knew, I knew it was good, and I knew it was good for us, and I just hadn't, you know, had taken the time to sit down and watch it. And I watched it today, and I was, like, moved to almost tears because it was just so well done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I encourage anybody who's listening who hasn't watch that video yet to go watch the video. Kehlani, can I? And it was such a tribute to sex workers. No, so good. Um, It was really, really beautiful. And the statement that they released with the, albeit it was not written by a sex worker, but it did encapsulate most of the the things that I would have wanted to say in a statement. It expressed solidarity. It expressed uh, a need for decriminalization. Uh, I think it even talked about SESTA-FOSTA. Um, and also within the video, it featured real sex workers. Um, and in the comments with the video, it listed everybody's handles, which is also really great to have that promotion. Yeah, that's um, so it's, it was like a really nice, inclusive video that like did the things that one might hope that, you know, a celebrity that actually cares about sex workers would do. It, it involved the community, you know? Yeah. And that, that's really kind of it in a way. It's like it really boils down to just talking to the community in a meaningful way and listening. Yeah, definitely. It was really, really beautiful. I'm going to watch it like every day. For morale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. interesting, definitely. Um yeah, I mean, I'd love to work with Kalani and like putting that out in the in the world. Yeah, definitely. It was great to end on a high note talking about Kalani. Um, and and like you said, knowing that the media is changing kind of the way they're talking. And and what I will say about the good thing about Bella Thorne and all this other shit happening is that it is has created a very public conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, that, you know, to, to expand upon that, like, I think just the fact that cameras are coming out and like complaining and talking about working conditions and yeah. the unfair, like financial splits that we see a lot of, on a lot of these platforms and discrimination and just all of that is like so necessary. I mean, it's kind of, you know, in a fucked up way, SESTA FOSTA had a similar effect of starting to unite the sex work community because it was very secret and fragmented and, um, you know, like not a lot of people were activists because it was fine, you know, it was like fine enough. (laughs) But facing something as like incredibly harmful as SESTA FOSTA, um, it really brought people together and united a bunch of voices. Yeah. Yeah, and I hope that all of this continues to do that and people learn more. And I think this is a really great episode that we're about to close up here for you to share with your civilian friends and family who want to learn more 
about sex work. And definitely if you're friends with any of these celebrities, share this podcast with them. We are not mean people. We want to work with you. <laughs> I know. It's really funny. I mean, that's, that's what the, that's the comment that Twigs said. She was like, Oh, I thought you were going to be really mean. And I was like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> we're just trying to make a point and yeah. sorry if it's too direct. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just, it's hard, you know, like you're screaming yeah. into the void so often that, you know, you don't expect to hear back from the void. Yeah. Well, I just want to honor you and just like appreciate all of your work that you do for everyone all the time. It's incredible and it's, it's tireless. And I know that it's like free work. It's volunteer work. You're not getting paid to do that work. And so everyone owes you a huge debt of gratitude for all the awareness that you raise for sex workers on a continuous, regular basis. So thank you so much for everything you do for us. Oh, and thank you so much for everything that you do. I mean, also another tireless worker, also always like doing a million and one things for free, like just taking on more than anybody could ever expect a person to take on and just handling everything else. So thank you. much mutual love and admiration. Thank you. Same. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for coming back again. And can you please remind our audience um, how to find everything about you, how to follow you? Yeah, um, so I'm on Instagram at Pretty Boy Girl. Um, I am on Patreon at The Real Pretty Boy Girl. And then you can check out my podcast. Um, and that's Hukes in the Nukes, Ho in the No. <laughs> H E A U X in the K N E A U X. Uh, and it's great. I want to brag about it because um, it's me. It's. Uh, uh, so it's myself and my co-host, two black trans sex workers talking about the industry and talking to other sex workers all over across disciplines, um, escort, sugar babies, cuddlers, cammers. Uh, we've got them all. And it's amazing. We have uh, historical segments where we talk about uh, hoes throughout history. And also we have started a new segment and that is uh, mischaracterized hoes. So it's people who are, are not actually sex workers who are actually forced into various degrees of sex slavery because of colonization. And so we start to talk about that painful history in a complicating way. That is amazing. I'm very <laughs> much looking forward to hearing that. Thank you. Wow. Thanks. That's it. This is a shorter episode. Right to the point. Share this right there. with everyone. Yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. See you guys next time. Bye. We're now accepting four-for-one submissions from our listeners. You can send them in via Instagram at Yes, a Stripper Podcast or on Twitter at Yes, a Stripper Pod. Make sure to follow all the things and email any questions or concerns to Yes, a Stripper Podcast at gmail.com. Tune in every Wednesday. See you soon.